0: You are now listening to Coffee and Cosmos. Tune in every Tuesday morning, just you, a glass of Pinot, and your favorite radio show. Hi everyone. It's Tuesday and we are back. Hello. Hi. It's autism awareness month this month, um, yes. and we are going to be spending all month talking and posting and just putting a little bit more education out there about autism. So um, I'm not sure what you all know or what you don't know, but Chelsea and I know a great deal about autism. It's um, it's a cause that's really, really near and dear to our hearts. And so we really want to take just the opportunity to share a little bit about us and what we yeah. do and a little bit about autism as much as we can. Um, so for those of you who don't know, autism is a um, neurological disability that um, affects usually communication, social skills, play skills, uh, and self-care. And so what Chelsea and I do is we are board-certified behavior analysts, and Mm -hmm. (laughs) we go out into home, school, community settings, and uh, we work with families on really, I guess overall, trying to – Find ways to improve their quality of life by starting mm-hmm. with goals that are obtainable that their their children can meet. Um, children who have who struggle every single day with autism and with the effects. So autism affects mm-hmm. one in sixty eight kids in the United States so far. Um, it's a spectrum disorder, so all children are affected very very differently. There's not um, a one size fits all. There's not a one. Uh, definition or picture fits all all of our kids are completely different and unique um i don't know how you feel chels but i find i've been in the field for 10 years and um i'm fascinated every single day
1: absolutely
0: every day um so it, it's a really really fascinating uh disorder a lot of um different things to be looking at and as an analyst i think That's probably the most fun part of of what we do is looking at all the different things and all the different factors um, that are affecting a child or a family in any given moment and figuring out ways that we can make little tweaks and fix things and make changes um, that are really going to be life-lasting.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I find it extremely rewarding, also challenging on some days. Um, But it is. It's something that we get the power to help, uh, I don't know, create... Little humans um, into um, the beings that they hope to be, that they want to be, um, uh, and I don't know. It's just really fun that we get to we get to be a part of somebody's life um, mm-hmm. for the rest of their life. And so sometimes we may only be with them for a year or two or a few years or however long it be. But I mean, that makes such a huge impact across them to their family and to what happens when they're our age and when they're even older than us one day so it's super cool it's really exciting and I feel extremely blessed to get to do it
0: yeah Um, I do too
1: so yeah this month holds I think a special place in both our hearts like the fact that it is autism awareness month uh, that we do get to talk about this a little bit more and get a touch base with um, spreading
0: that awareness Right, yeah, because it's always fun to have an excuse to talk about what we do. I know. You know, <laughs> I know. Now they have to listen. Right, now they have <laughs> their choice. Everybody everybody gets to learn about autism. Um, but, you know, it's so funny. I get a lot of questions, um, obviously, over the last several years that I've been in the field. When I tell people what I do, um, you know, I work with children with autism. and I normally get the same, like, uh, response. Uh-huh. They're all in the same response class. Um, I get oh, so, like, you're like the super nanny? And I'm like, yeah, (laughs) actually. Do you think she's cool? Yes, yes, I'm exactly like her. Um, You know, and then I get, you know, oh, wow, you must really have a lot of patience. Um,
1: (laughs) And it's like, "Mm." I love it. You always get the same look from people. When you tell people what you do, I always get the same, like, oh, oh, okay, wow. (laughs) Like, the same sympathetic look, like, people look at you like you are, I don't know, Mother Teresa out there in the field, like, and it's just not like that. I mean, our job is challenging, and yes, it definitely Mm -hmm. does have its trying days. um, And, but for the most part, we get rewarded. We get to laugh, and we get to play, and we get to tickle, and we get to chase, and Mm -hmm. we get to um, just... I don't know. We get to play with kids. We get paid to play with kids, and right. it's really, really fun. Right. Um, and it is definitely not a job for everyone, though. I will say that, um, and I've seen a few lately um, that it's not a job for everyone. <laughs> uh, so, because you have to have patience, those people will um, and nameless. those people they get weeded out. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a job uh, that is. And I love, like I said, we are extremely blessed to be able to do
0: the job that we get to do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think that one thing that Chelsea and I want to do is, you know, have the opportunity to, to take this particular week or this month of podcasts and really um, answer some questions yep. that families may have regarding autism or their child specifically. Um, or just general information that, you know, you guys might have or questions that you may have, um, and information that you might desire about autism. So, uh, we're going to probably make the announcement all throughout the, please, please, please feel free to reach out and email us at coffeeandcosmos at gmail.com. The link is in our bio on Instagram. Um, it's just coffee and Cosmos all spelled out. Um, mm-hmm. And so please feel free to send us emails and ask us questions. We love yeah. to answer questions about um, about what we do.
1: Yeah. Even inspirational stories, um, maybe anything that you've ever come across in the field of autism or the world of autism. Um, maybe you're a parent um, and you've got something really exciting you want to share. Like, we'd love to hear, like, success stories. We'd love to read about what you're doing, what you're up to, and how um, – Autism has touched your life in some way. And so definitely please pass all that stuff along to us. And um, if you'd like, we are always willing, if you're okay with it, to share. um, Let us know. Um, But those things are encouraging to us as well. So definitely please feel free to um, pass
0: everything along to us. Absolutely. So um, for those of you who know or don't know, um, this past Saturday... April 2nd was Autism Awareness Day, World Autism Awareness Day, yeah. and um, it's a day that I think, I think for the first half of my career, I was uh-huh. like, it's Autism Awareness Day, yeah. <laughs> go crazy, <laughs> and Paint I was like, did everything, all over yourself. yeah, like, I wore blue everywhere, and I was like, and one day I'm gonna get a puzzle tattoo, you know, a puzzle piece, and you know, I just, uh-huh. um, I was like, super committed the first five years, and yeah. I'm still super committed, but then I started, I went to the walk, um... A couple of years ago, I think it was like two years ago. And I think it was at that time the largest walk they'd ever had. Uh-huh. And I mean, thousands, tens of thousands. I think it was 20,000 or something like that people yeah, the Rose Bowl. Um, at the Yeah, They just
1: estimated 50,000 people were at the Rose School wow. this Saturday.
0: 20,000 was enough for me. And, and I it was felt a year,
1: like there were 50,000. Like 50,
0: yeah, I mean, the walk. When it was got time to like, walk, the, it, it was just like constant people, like wow. in a, yeah. That's amazing. You know, that year I said to myself, "You know what? Uh, I do autism every day. <laughs> I don't have to come out here with these twenty thousand people. It was hot. It was the hottest hot. day of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's yeah, hot. and this Saturday it was like in the nineties, wasn't it? Yeah, it was burning hot. How was the? I mean, I like to go to for the vendors and to Absolutely. be around and you know to see what's out there. And I, I actually. I feel very at home and at peace. There's just a feeling that I have when I'm surrounded by kids with autism. I yeah, and love I it. feel
1: like like going there. You felt like you were with your people. Yeah, it was <laughs> so weird um, to say yeah. that, but um, it felt like exactly what you said. You feel like you're right at home. Like you walk in mm-hmm. and you're just like, yeah, I've been here before. Yeah. I know these people. Like it's just, I think it's fun to represent. I think it's cool to show your support for something. It definitely. Is very hot at the Rose Bowl <laughs> um, in Pasadena. Um, but it was cool. Uh, Toyota was giving out free hats, so we got a free hat because okay, it was quite sunny. Cool. Um, but yeah, and after the walk, so you go through it, you know, that whole course, that whole walk course, um, and it's fun. I think it, it blesses me in some ways because you just see these families who are all wearing the same colored yeah. shirts or they've got Teams. like... Team, yeah, like Team Alex was Mm -hmm. like somebody that was walking in front of us. And so it was a whole family for one little guy. And so at the end of the walk, because they were in front of us, at the end of the walk day, whole family, there had to have been like 30 of them, all stopped and little Alex, I can only assume it was him, um, was standing in the middle and they were chanting his name. And he was sitting there with like the biggest little Kool-Aid smile on his face, like ear to ear, and was just like, looking around and they're (laughs) cheering for him and he is like loving it and it was so fun to see that because um it's really a day for them it's a day that they get to see like they're not alone Uh, you got all that support system with you and I think Mm -hmm. it probably helps out the parents as well to know that they have support um to know that they've got family or friends or other people like them going through the same exact situation all um In the same place. And so it was really cool. It was really fun to see... but then it also got me thinking, like you know, it's extremely loud. There was like we walked. <laughs> we initially started walking. There was like a high school marching band, which even for me wow. was like, oh a my gosh, much. it's loud. So like I we even slowed down so that they would like pass us or get I a little bit why ahead they of couldn't, us.
0: Like be kind of sensitive to that, being that there's a
1: lot. Well, of that's the thing is I think like you, you know like it. for a kiddo with autism, they may have difficulties with like that like crowd, mm-hmm. the noise. Yeah. Like I mean the. T- Tons of just like sensory things going on around them. Yeah. On top of it being blazing hot. And then ninety percent of them like do not love the outdoors or walking. Right. Like they, you know, prefer to be indoors or in a calm Did we quiet say place. Did we yeah. Say <laughs> I mean, like so I sat there and I was just like, how ironic that this is all to support kiddos with autism. And yet this is like almost Entirely opposite of what they love. Yeah. Like, yeah. We should all be in like one giant convention room, separated, right. dead silence, and there'd be like fluffy pillows everywhere. Right. Like, it right. should be completely different, but it's not. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was thinking, like, how ironic that we throw this huge thing for them and yeah. yet this is like completely the opposite of what they love. Um, But yeah, for the most part it was pretty cool. They had like the Stormtroopers and uh, I don't know Star Wars that well, but like the whole characters from it, like taking pictures with the kiddos.
0: I wonder like how what's going to happen? I didn't know 50,000. It didn't feel when there were 20,000 I think it was 20 or 25,000 the year that I went, uh, the last year that I went. And I didn't feel like we all were supposed to be there. All at once. I didn't feel like there was enough room for it. <laughs> yeah. How do they fit double that amount of people in there? I don't know, but they were having
1: people park on the golf course. You know, there's a golf mm-hmm. course behind. Yeah. We parked in Field 7, which was like already you walk, uh, you're supposed to walk, I don't know, like I think it's a 5K walk for the walk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we practically walked a 5K to get back to the car. And so in years wow. past I've gone and parked in the Rose Bowl. In parking the Rose Bowl. Lot. Yeah, that's And been they parked. don't have that. Like they have that. That was filled. The yeah, they had that filled. And then they had the entire like we parked on the golf course, which I can't in imagine. The, the golf yeah, on the green, which I can't imagine the golf course was entirely thrilled with. But like that's where they were designated people to park. And then they had these giant balloons with numbers on it so that like clearly from a distance you could see where
0: you parked. Oh but, I yeah, what they're it was incredible. do. I mean they can't I don't know. It's just
1: getting bigger and bigger. I'm hoping that those people Bowl won't are, hold it.
0: I'm hoping that. I mean, I know that the numbers the numbers are increasing mm-hmm. significantly. Um, ten years ago, I never even heard of autism, mm-hmm. and when I um, when I got into the field, the number was one in one hundred and sixty six. Yeah. And now to see you know the number almost triple, you know, in ten years, it's uh, it's scary. It's really scary. Um, having kids is scary, you know, the only, the Absolutely. only, the only like, you know, thing that gives me comfort is knowing that more people are aware. There's mm-hmm. more commercials. Uh right. you know, you can turn on the TV every now and then. Still not yeah. as often as we should. No. But every now and then and be able to catch a commercial and social media, a lot of people are becoming more aware. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's a great thing because I think awareness is just going to be the first step in us really Getting to a place where we can figure something out. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So absolutely. much controversial information out there.
1: Yeah, there's tons. You know, and I think it's
0: so interesting.
1: Uh, I don't know what the statistics are. I should probably look it up for, like, what the diagnosis rate is in, like, other countries.
0: Oh, it's lower. Yeah. Statistically, it's significantly very much lower.
1: That's what I thought. And yeah. so I just think, like, isn't it funny that, like, it's so it's so high here mm-hmm. and it's so low in other countries and you wonder if it's the fact that we're just progressing. We have more technology, perhaps, um, maybe more access to those types of things where maybe other countries don't have it. Um, but you kind of wonder why there's such a prevalence of it now. Yeah. Like why it's just increasing. Yeah. Exponentially. Here. Here. Specifically. Yeah, and so it does make you want to like start scratching your head. It does make you like question maybe the things or the way in which you live, or place Mm -hmm. yourself around, or whatever it be, if in environmental factors you could even help. You know, it's
0: it's pretty crazy. Yeah, it is. It is, and, you know, a question I get all the time. All the time. So what do you think is the cause of autism? Mm -hmm. I'm like, if I felt like I even... Kind of new.
1: Somebody once asked I me if I've ever seen
0: um, a kid cured of autism.
1: Mm-hmm. If I've been in the field long <laughs> enough to see a kid go from autism to no more autism. And I was <gasps> like, like, oh, yeah. um, no. No, actually, I haven't.
0: I've, I've seen, I've seen you know, kids
1: improve to where you could put them in a room with other children their age. Mm-hmm. Um, and you wouldn't know the difference. Yes. I've um, seen
0: kids lose their diagnosis. Which is fantastic. Yeah, which is you know, and I. So when people ask, because I get the question too. Oh well, have you ever seen a kid cured? Um, there's not a cure. Mhm. You obviously know that, because that's why you're asking me if I've ever seen a kid <laughs> cured. Looking for that hope. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, I've seen, I've seen kids lose their diagnosis, and yeah. it's the most. I mean, not usually. I there's have seen that times when it's not a good thing, but you know it's a really, really humbling thing for, you know, Mm -hmm. for a kid to come in with this diagnosis and all of these issues um, and to know that we have a role, like you said, you know, to be able to play a factor in their life, their their entire life. Um, Even if we're there for six months, if we're there for six days. absolutely. You know, we've contributed, to know that we've contributed to every small baby step of change that that child's been able to, you know, um, achieve Mm -hmm. is huge. And to see a kid that, you know, that... I know I have kids that, um, you know, I've worked with and they could do little to nothing when I met them. Couldn't speak, weren't potty trained, couldn't, didn't play appropriately, mm-hmm. no social skills, um, and we've worked with them and, and they've worked hard. You know, that's really who's doing the work is them. Yeah. You know, but um, they've worked hard and their parents have worked hard and to hear or to see, you know, later down the line how those kids – are able to just overcome um, and go to gen ed, yeah. and fit in with their the other kids in their class and um, have birthday parties. You know, um, I had a little boy, and uh, he was one of the most memorable kids I've ever worked with. Um, he loved outer space. Oh, uh huh. Just like me, so yeah. I was like, I'm in the right place because <laughs> I love outer space too. Uh, everything was a planet a comet, a meteor, uh, a a meteor belt. I think, you know, everything. I mean, like, everything was, like, from the cosmos. And, um, yeah, uh, it was over the top. It was really cute, but it was over the top. I get it. You know, because he he didn't want to do or play anything else. It was great imaginative play, but only if we were astronauts, I and mean, we were going through the galaxy and anything else he didn't want to do. Yeah. Um, and he was pretty significantly impacted by autism and, um, you know, his behavior was uh, pretty through the roof at times. And, you know, I think I worked with him maybe from the time he was, I would say, four until he was maybe six. Uh-huh. Um, but now, gosh, I would imagine that he might be 12 or 13. Okay. And a couple years ago i uh, actually caught him on facebook he had a birthday party his mom had posted a bunch of pictures and uh, his birthday party was at the griffith observatory with uh, of course it was yeah. obviously cuz some things never change so um, and i'm not sure if he's lost his diagnosis or not but he's in genet uh-huh. um that birthday party was with all typically developing peers That's all fantastic. of his friends yeah and um, it's just so cool to see. But now he's at an age where he's able to articulate himself. Um, he fits right in with all of his peers and he's able to articulate himself. And he's starting to understand how he's impacted by autism. Mm. Um, and I think that's so cool because it's rare that we actually get to go back and talk to our kids, you know, about mm-hmm. what was going on with them, how they were feeling or, you know, how they're currently feeling or how they're, you know, they, they have to adjust. And he's right. at an age where he's learning, okay, I have this thing going on. My autism is showing right now, you know, and this is sort of what I need to do or this is, you know, this is why this is difficult for yeah. me and maybe what I should do, you know, to fix it mm-hmm. as best as I can. And I just think it's the coolest thing, you know, mm-hmm. when kids reach that point. Yeah. a lot of them don't. Well, absolutely, yeah.
1: Yeah. So. But it is really cool. It's fun because it gives you an insight into how they think. Because oftentimes you always look at the kiddos and you always think like, gosh, if I could just see inside of his little brain, like I could just see what he's thinking about. Because I bet it's awesome. Yeah. But I, I need him to focus on this first. (laughs) But I would love to know what he's thinking about, just so that I could understand the best way to teach him. Yeah. And so it's fun when you do get those opportunities to talk to kiddos who have, who've made that that shift in being able to recognize their mm-hmm. diagnosis and be able to even communicate that. Yeah. Like the temple grandin, mm-hmm. like the way she was able to communicate her diagnosis mm-hmm. and the ways that she thought and the pictures that would flash through her brain constantly after yeah. somebody said something. Um, it gives a lot of people a little bit, obviously autism appears on a spectrum so that it, it's so vast in the different ranges, but uh it's nice to be able just to have a glimpse of like what some people's pictures are. Yeah. It's nice to see like, okay, like this could possibly be happening and this is why kiddos are mm-hmm. hard at focusing because there's too excited to look at one thing or whatever mm-hmm. it be and so it's it's it's, it's huge. And I
0: think you know, I think having more kids who become teenagers and adults who are able to say, This is what's happening in my mind, this is yep. what I'm thinking about, this is that's how we're going to find a cause and a cure. Yeah. You know, because all these other things that we're looking at, the spectrum is so wide that yep. there's so many differences. And I think that's why it's, you know, how could one thing present so differently in so, in so many. many different people? Yeah. Um, and I think that's probably why. And a lot of people say, well, do you think that people are just, more people are being diagnosed now and that's why the numbers, I don't think more people being diagnosed would increase the numbers three times, mm-hmm. um, I do think it's a combination of more... There's more awareness. Right. And so kids are getting the diagnosis that, they're, that they need to get. Yep. And um, they're receiving it late, or, or earlier mm-hmm. than they were before. And some of them are receiving it late because yeah. the awareness wasn't there when they were kids. Yep. You know, um, and we know how important early intervention is. But I think that the key to solving the equation, if we even can is going to be those kids coming back to be able to tell what was going on inside their body. Absolutely. Um, I think it'll be really interesting years down the line when we have enough of them mm-hmm. that we're able to, and I'm sure that they're interviewing kids or adults now who have autism just to figure out what exactly it is that's going on mentally. And, yeah. Because I've even heard like some people, um, adults now, who say, you know, my vision was is pixelated. Mm-hmm. Everything is... Um, like a picture, but you know you can see like the p- pixels. Yep. Cause it's just not clear. Uh, everything looks like that. So when they would ask me to identify this item versus that, I couldn't even really see. You know, and so that's
1: crazy. Yeah,
0: um, it's really, really, really interesting, and I think fascinating is the usually the word that I use. So multifaceted things that we would never even think. And I'm sitting here, I'm listening to you, I'm talking to you, I'm trying to listen to you, but looking you in the eyes, overloading me. Mm -hmm. I'm overwhelmed with that. Or Mm -hmm. I can hear everything going on. I can hear the refrigerator humming. I can hear the lights buzzing. I can hear the cars outside and the clock ticking. and I can hear all those things. And I just know for me, it's hard uh, for me to to focus when some of those things are going <laughs> Yeah, on. absolutely, absolutely. And I always say, that's my autism showing. If it's a spectrum disorder, yeah. <laughs> all of us kind of fall along in somewhere. You it's know, so little true. peculiarities that we all have, differences that we all have. Um, I think there are some cognitive delays, but the differences, um, though they might be a little more extreme, they're not very different from our differences. Yep. Um, and that's really the beauty of it, I think, I'm able to see myself in so many of the kids that I, that I work with. And until you're able to do really that, agree. it's really hard to do a job like ours.
1: Yeah. You know? All the time all the time I have to explain to parents like you know I did the same thing when I was a little yeah. I didn't really like talking to people yeah. you know in fact I was a kid that like preferred walking around the playground and not playing with anyone and I would sit and play with wood chips and I'd walk around and I had no problem watching other kids play yeah. I just didn't really I was pretty shy I didn't want to ask someone to play if somebody asked me to play I'd maybe say yes maybe no but like I was too nervous it made me like I had like anxiety <laughs> yeah. and um, look at me now yeah look at me now I'm <laughs> podcast right um and then you know like i so i always explain to parents like you have to understand that yes kiddo has a diagnosis of autism but like let's really look at like what's autism and what's just their personality Mm -hmm. not everyone's going to be a social butterfly not everyone's going to be this big extrovert and be out there like like a politician shaking hands greeting people yeah. you know what I mean and Which so it's really
0: hard for parents to grasp I think yeah and I
1: think they want like well I don't want him to be quiet well he's quiet yeah but like mm-hmm. let's really think about like what's really infringing like what's really right. the problem like yeah. um, stimming with like a pencil in front of the eye then yeah then like let's see on ways that we can shape it into something that doesn't look as awkward mm-hmm. um, but like if kiddo knows if you can talk to him kiddo knows like oh I can ask people to play um, but I don't want to Then like it could just be a preference thing and we can monitor it we can look at it but like we do have to understand that like some kiddos are just not social and so I have such sympathy for the kids Mm -hmm. even the ones that don't like to share and have like an extreme Mm -hmm. sharing (laughs) issue like I was the kid and I tell this parents as well like I was the kid uh that always thought that you were gonna break my stuff So, I didn't want you to touch it. Yeah. I didn't... You were never going to love my Game Boy as much as me. You were never going to love my dolls as much as me or my Legos or my Hot Wheels. Um you were going to break them because Mm -hmm. they're not yours. So you probably don't care about them as much as I do. So I never wanted you to touch them. So I did. I had a bit of like, oh, I don't want you. (laughs) (laughs) Like I had a really hard time. And so I've obviously outgrown it, realizing that not everyone's out to get me. Um, But I'm glad. But I explained that to parents like, you know, like (laughs) – I'm Some probably things. on the spectrum as well, okay? Obviously. <laughs> Clearly. Now. And look at me. I'm um, totally look at fine. Me. I've made it. Um, <laughs> but, but, like, that's the thing is, like, I have sympathy for the kiddos that it becomes difficult. And so if you just, like, meet them where they are, yeah. I think you'll see much better progress than just um, walking into a situation and expecting yeah. there to be a change when you want there to
0: be a change. It's not because parents, parents in general, typically developing par- uh, parents uh do not typically like when their kids are different than them. Yeah. And they can't relate to their kid. Yep. They also don't like when their kids are like them. Mm-hmm. And they can totally relate, but they're not going to because the kid has no right to be that way. Right. You know, right. <laughs> absolutely. So, so if like, you can only imagine what we deal with on a day-to-day yeah. basis. So it's like, you know, my kid is exactly <laughs> like me in a lot of ways. A lot of great ways. Um, my oldest, she's like me in a lot of, of really great ways. And she's like me in a lot of ways that are going to be great when she's somebody's boss. Yeah. Uh, it's just my job to teach her that she just isn't mine, you know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, um, why do I get to be the boss? Because I went to college and I worked yeah. hard, you know. Um, but I think that it's hard when you have a kid to, to have either – a kid that's completely different than you, mm-hmm. you know, and you don't even really know how to relate to that kid. Yeah. And then you have the parents who have a kid that actually is very much like them. You know, I had a father yeah. that was like, I just, you know, he gets so angry, he just blows up. And I go, what do you want him to do? Because mom suggested maybe he could hit a pillow. Maybe he could go yeah. outside and kick rocks down the street, uh-huh. you know. I No, I don't want him thinking that when he's mad, he should hit and kick at all. Um, okay, when was the last time you slammed a door? Because... You're pretty over the top. You're you're in there's people who get really, really upset and they like they become an introvert. Right. And they're quiet and they you know, they're subdued and they're by themselves. Mm-hmm. Then there's people who blow all up. Mm-hmm. And the parents happen to be complete opposites in that. Right. And the dad who didn't want the the kid blowing up, he was the blow up yeah. person. You know, and I was like, When was the last time you yelled? When was the yeah. last time you, you know, hit something or thought about hitting something and not that it was wrong it's just that's your reaction to anger right. this is his reaction to anger so he any he, he's not very different than you are mm-hmm. you know but because he's a kid he doesn't have that right right you know so it's um it's interesting you know it's really interesting working with all the dynamics and being able to be that close to families and parents and I went to school for marriage and family therapy originally, and that's what I wanted to do. Oh, uh uh-huh. And I feel like God literally picked me up by, like, my collar and was like, no, do this. (laughs) And every time I try to get away, um, you know, throughout my career, I've always been drawn back. Yeah. um, Because I'm just extremely passionate about something that I didn't even know about, you know. Yeah. I had no idea how much autism would change my life and my perspective on life. But, um, you know, I think that it's just, I had such a cool experience. Yeah, it's such a cool experience to be, you know, constantly working with families and giving them the opportunity to see for themselves how autism is affecting their family dynamic. And yeah. I get to do so much marriage and family therapy Within. just working yeah. in the home. Yeah, yeah,
1: just working in the home every day. It's so personal. It really is. Yeah. This job doesn't, and I was just talking to someone this weekend, like, uh, it's not so much that you find this job, this job finds you. Yeah. And not the majority of people that you talk to, not, one of them says, oh, yeah, I wanted to be a behavior analyst when I grew up. Right. I little. <laughs> um, it's typically like somebody decided like that. that wanted to go into marriage and family therapy like myself, like I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to help people, so I got my degree in psychology. Um, but I didn't want to be uh, a therapist because I didn't want to sit in an office to help people but like I wanted to help people but I didn't want to listen to people's problems all day like I just was like what do I want like (laughs) I want to do this but there's clearly nothing out there for me until you know I found this job and I found behavior analysis and I delved into it more deeply and you know and then you go back to school to learn more about it but um, it was the perfect job it's a perfect job for somebody who is okay with everyday changing um with uh, getting to still work with people Mm -hmm. you got to be compassionate and you have to be patient Um, but it's that happy balance of being able to be like a therapist like you said like going into the homes getting to do that getting to talk with parents and then also getting to make a change and you know be hands-on and not sitting in an office and things like that and so I just love it I love I love that we get to make this impact
0: yeah I think I think it's a lot of pressure A lot of pressure, a lot of crazy insanity. pressure. Yeah.
1: Once, like, a parent once looked at me, and she, I was asking her, she was telling me that she was going to go back to school. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. What are you going to go back to school in? And she was like, oh, like, I I think I'm going to go back, and, like, I want to learn, like, to teach. And I was like, oh, that's great. And she was like, yeah, but I also really love the idea of advocacy, like getting to advocate for other families um, who don't know that they have all these services available. And so I was like, wow, that is, like, that – the advocacy part like that takes a really strong person like that's yeah. really cool because a lot of parents don't have that and she was like no I think what your job takes is a strong person and I was like yeah <laughs> thanks you know it's whatever and I like you laughed. got all humble and <laughs> yeah and then she was like because like she looked at me and she was like I don't know how you do the job you do I would be so scared to screw up I mean yeah. you tell a family something and you could screw them up for the rest of their lives if you don't have it right, you can mess them all up. I never thought about it like And that. I sat, <laughs> literally, I sat on the couch and I was really? like, oh, um, yeah. Well, fingers crossed I'm right here. Right. And, <laughs> and we, like, laughed. But I, like, left the house driving home and all I thought was, like, oh, my gosh. I guess, like, I always think I have the power to... Empower people, yeah. But I never think that I have the power to like ruin someone's life, just <laughs> destruct people, yeah. Like, destroy. but I do, obviously. Right, we all do. do. I think everyone does. But um, yeah, I guess because yeah. every time you go in, you always believe in yourself. You always believe that you, you know what you know. Yeah, that you have a plan that it works. That it's not your first day. Like you yeah. know, I know what I'm doing is right. Um, so it really. Changed my perspective when I walk in homes and, and my way in which felt I deal with up. I feel like,
0: I'm like, like I'm that all the time with my own kids. Yeah, like, in I'm normal life, you right. Yeah, in normal life. Yes, I'm either doing everything uh, right by you or I'm ruining your life. Yeah, I have. I'll know later. <laughs>
1: Absolutely.
0: <laughs> but in this field. I, I, so yeah, I've never, I've never, ever, felt ever, ever
1: felt like, oh my gosh, I've never walked into a home, like had a parent ask me a question, I've never felt like, oh my gosh, I my don't know the right could, answer, or, or my answer could be wrong. I've never yeah. felt like that. So, I don't know, I guess we're like uber confident.
0: Yeah. Oh, that, Which that, just that fantastic. is fantastic. That's what it takes to, yeah, to be in this field. Trick <laughs> yourself. <laughs> 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 passion, confidence, <laughs> that's all you need. No, I mean, I but just never thought, like, oh my goodness, something that You know, it's pressure in a sense that the families depend so much on what we know, and even though we know what we know, there's a lot of change that has to take place, and it's Absolutely. really a team effort, it's about the parents yep. trusting us, and you know, um, I've had parents literally say, like, do your magic, and I get really nervous when people say that, because they think to myself, look, I don't come to work with a magic wand or a cape, yep. although I'd love to, but um, my work would be so much they cooler if that, that was <laughs> included in the <laughs> uniform, they don't supply that, though. <laughs> you know, so, um, but just, just do, and it, they just want what they believe is going to be a miracle. Yeah. You know, and um, it's just, I actually got to a point late in my career, I'd say probably in the last three years, where I actually would get in my car. They used to get in my car and go, oh gosh, and just feel bad for these families. Uh You know, and I, I, over the last couple years, got to a point where I'd get in my car and sit there for a few minutes, or I'd drive and just leave the radio off, and I would just pray for the families, you know, just because they need to see something that if I could be the... um, the thing that gets that to them, you know, um, the carrier of the miracle that they want to see, I would be blessed to be able to do that. Absolutely. You know, but what they really need is um, hope. Mm -hmm. You know, they just need to have faith in their kids and, um, you know, just all of those things to be restored. It's like
1: oftentimes by the time we walk in the home, um, they're already tired. Exactly. Like they're tired and they're exhausted and... You know, I don't know if anyone out there listening can relate or things like that. But, um, so when we walk into the home, it's like their white flag's been up a while and yeah. they're just like, yes, like you're here. You're the one. You know it. Right. You're the Messiah. You can change this. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. cause I don't know what else to do. And so it's, it's sometimes like, um,
0: it's that You, you
1: have that pressure on your shoulders right. of feeling like you're always, um, wearing a cape. That you don't deserve to wear, yeah. Um, And other days it feels right to wear the cape, and other days you come in and you're invincible, and you're a ninja. Yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. And
1: so it's. You know, that's why I say, like, this job is ever-changing. No day yeah. is the same. And you can walk into one home and feel like you're wearing that cape for a purpose and you feel awesome and, and empowered and empowering people and that family. And you can leave that home and you can walk into another home where you just feel like, oh, my gosh, i got to wear this cape. And you're tying it on. Like, okay, like, here goes. Like, yeah, I'm going to answer your questions. I'm going to be here. Um, because autism does occur on a spectrum and no kiddo um, is the same. Um, yeah. They're like snowflakes. I tell people yeah. that all the time. No two snowflakes are the same, so science says. Um, no kiddo with autism is the same. There are similarities, yeah. Yeah. very much so. There are differences, but none, do I ever say, are like, that kid and that same. kid, identical. Um, no, that everyone is different. Everyone's got their quirk. Everything um, is a little bit tweaked in each kiddo, but it's... Uh, they're, I don't know. They're just awesome. Yeah. I love it. I love it that they're all individual. I love it that they keep me on my toes. Oh, um, for sure. They always my say brain the funniest is things.
0: sharp. Now. Yeah,
1: I like. <laughs> it. I love it.
0: I love it. Yeah. So um, yeah. yeah, it's it's amazing. And I think you know the the pressure gets superseded by the blessing it in what it is that we do, and then the results and the reward. Like Chelsea was saying earlier, and I just um, it's it's really a place where I don't feel. Um, I don't feel like there's anything else that I would rather be doing than working with kids. No, I completely agree. I completely agree. huge for me. This is not what I am. for. I'm never going to work with kids. Yeah, and I did
1: not want to work with kids. I didn't like kids. I I don't think I like kids. Uh, (laughs) It's weird. I don't have kids Um, yet. Uh, Probably for a reason. Um, But then you go to work and you're like, man, I love... Embrace me. Hug yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, I love it. I literally love going to work
0: every day. I can't imagine doing any other job. Yeah. Um, you just and go getting, in there and you give it all you got. Yeah. And, and you can see the results. I'm a big fan of of doing things that when I give it all I got, I know I'm going to get a return. I love that. That's why I went to school for so yeah. long. You know, that's why I have degrees. Exactly. That's why. Yeah. yeah, you know, because I just, there's not a whole bunch of things that we get to control. In mm-hmm. life, you know, and not that we can control um, the entire livelihood of, of these kids, but um, we have a lot of ability to really make an impact on families, and it's yeah. just about how much we put in. And yeah. I don't think everybody gets to go to uh, a career where they can say, you know what, I know that no matter what, if I go in and I give it all I got, I know I'm gonna be rewarded. Yeah. Um, whether somebody gives me a reward or not, absolutely. Absolutely. Know, work is work, and, yep. you know, it's just, it doesn't always come down the pike. But when you can receive a reward just on your own for being there, for showing up, yeah. for giving it all you got, it's the most amazing thing I think I've ever experienced is being able to, you know, work with it in a population that I, my compassion has been increased and my faith has been increased and, you know, um, my just excitement about life, my appreciation for my kids, Flowers
1: smell better. The 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 sky (laughs) is (laughs) bluer. The ocean is just a little bit more. Yeah, cupcakes are sweeter. (laughs) Steak is saltier. You don't know how that happens, but it does. Right.
0: Our next next uh, podcast, we're gonna talk about all the challenges. Because you know we got this you know we have just as many challenges as rewards, but it's always good to know. As many blessings come, so many challenges. Yeah, but it's always good to know what what the rewards are and, um, you know, really pay attention to those because I'm a firm believer that what you you spend your time and attention on, that's what you're going to get back. So um, anyway, we'll be talking about autism all month and um, we are super excited. Like we said, please send us an email if you have questions coffeeandcosmos at gmail.com is the email to send. Yes, We yes. would love to, I think on our next episode, we're going to read a couple stories, and we're going to answer a couple questions, and so that will be super fun. So you guys, please tune in uh, Tuesday after next, and uh, be prepared for a really interesting month. Uh, and again, please don't think that any question is too small or insignificant. We love, love, love what we do, uh, and we'd love to to get out there and share as much as we can.
1: Yes. All right.
0: I think that's it. Thank you. Bye. Bye.